You're listening to an FTCR podcast, you boob. Welcome back to a new Skype Sanctuary. It's me, Stefan. I've got Gareth here and got a special uh, patron who requested to join for this, uh, DC Dungeon Master. Hey! How's it going, everybody? He paid the monies, <laughs> so now he, can sit, now he can talk about whatever he wants. Yeah, but so we will, we will drop the ball in your court, but I know before we started you gave us a few... Uh, topics you want to just talk about, but if you want to get the ball rolling, we can talk about whatever you want to. Uh, let me just go ahead and try and find the, uh, uh, what I was writing, because that was, what, back in July, like, we had quite a bit of scheduling. Uh, yeah, I, I, in, in, in true FTCR fashion, we've had to uh, reschedule quite a few times. <laughs> and this is probably not going to be uploaded for another two months. <laughs> That's being generous. Hey, so just in uh, time for the second <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, let me see. Uh, oh wow, this definitely was a bit old because this was back when I uh, wanted to talk about Octopath. Now Spider Man's the game of, to- uh, of choice. <laughs> um, oh, please do. I will. Ha- let's. I will happily gush about. I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but I will happily gush about the PlayStation Four Spider Man game because it is. It fucking is amazing. Phenomenal. Uh, it's uh, so for the longest time, I uh, I'm a big uh, comics fan and. Obviously, for my name, I'm big. I'm a big DC guy, so I'm a huge nut for the Arkham games. I, for me, is still Arkham City is one of my favorite games of all time. And with Arkham Knight, where there were some sour notes with the story, uh, for me, it's I love the gameplay in there. Minus some, uh, especially going through the story uh, like eight times, like I did going for full save slots on a uh, New Game Plus. Um, the bat con- the t- bat tank combat definitely got a bit stale, repetitive. But I could definitely say I love the gameplay in uh, Spider Man. It's it feels like a good mix with the speed of Arkham Knight without so much of the complexity. Because that was one thing definitely about Arkham Knight is I love the things it added, but it did add a lot. So a lot of... You don't want Arkham Knight to be your first Arkham game. <laughs> well, why would you? It's like... It's the, it's the fourth game, it's the final game, and it's like so super duper complicated. And you just like... I mean, if you play it, if, you, if that's the first one you chose and you get to the beginning and Joker's being cremated, you're just like, I mean, I mean, fuck? at the same time, it doesn't really... For uh, it, it follows its continuity at the same time doesn't. One of my biggest sticking points with Arkham Knight is the fact that Jason Todd has never had never been established at all in this continuity, and then suddenly he shows up. Spoiler alert! Oh. <laughs> the, the funny, the funniest story for me was I was playing Arkham Knight and I was at the part where you're playing with Robin with with uh, Tim Drake beside you, and my brothers watch me play, and he's like, "Wait, there's two Robins." Uh, just so I know if it's coming on my end, is he roboting on your end too, Gareth? 
Yeah, so people who, who listen to this post uploads, the font's going to make complete sense. <laughs> we, me and DC are getting like every seventh word of what the font is I hate everything. <laughs> I hate this. It's like we're the only two people that? in the world who will never know what he's trying to say. I know, right? We're going to have to listen to the, to the podcast once it comes back online. Do we know what the fuck he's trying to say? Can you hear me now? I mean, we can hear you, whether understand you is the other issue. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and say this, and then hopefully it works. What I'm trying to say is that my brother was watching me play the game, and he's like, wait, I didn't know there were two Robins. And I said, technically, there's a third Robin, but he's not in this game. And then Jason Todd gets revealed, and it's like, oh, I, there is a third Robin in this game. That's interesting. Yeah, it's the fact that he shows up out of nowhere. And I, and dumbass me still didn't figure out that he was the Arkham Knight until he literally took off the mask. Again, spoiler alert, I haven't played the game yet, but that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, you know what ruined it for me? I knew Troy Baker was gonna was the Arkham Knight. I did the stupid thing of playing the goddamn Red Hood story uh, mission that I got from pre-ordering it from GameStop right before I played the game. Think it was a prequel thing? Nope. Mm. And he's voiced by Troy Baker. So it's uh. so that was an obvious like, oh son of a bitch. Red Hood Arkham Knight. <laughs> a quick aside about Batman with with the Robins, I think I've made this this joke before and and I'm sure I'm not the only person who's ever said this before, but how stupid are the people of Gotham City that no one can put two and two together that whenever Bruce Wayne acquires a new ward Batman, see, Batman seems to get a new Robin. Like, how, how could how could no one put that shit? I mean, like, you know, the, the glasses with Clark Kent. I'm like, whatever. Most people, most people don't really interact with both of them at once. Lois Lane does, but whatever. But like, that, for Batman, that that's an entire city being fucking stupid. At the same time, the only one he actually properly uh, took in was Dick, wasn't it? I don't remember him taking in Jason. No, oh, probably because sure. he was a street kid. Yeah, yeah he Tim, took in, he, he took in Dame, he took in Dick for a little bit, but then after he went to college, he left him on his mm-hmm. own. Uh, he took in Tim for a little bit, but then he left again. I think the only one he ever truly adopted was Damien, who's his son. Well, yeah. no, if the, if, uh, and then well, then, no, then, then there's be, technically Dick because um, technically Dick. If uh, yeah. if you go back to the old comics, he he, he gave him adoption papers. Well, also it's the thing like he took in Dick when he was like a kid. Yeah, you know, like he he had. Depending on what version you read, I think Dick lived with Bruce for, for upwards, um, of te- of upwards of te- almost 10 years. Yeah, which well, except, new, except if you go by New 52, which is, makes it only a year. Fucking hate that. Yeah, but the, New 52, yeah, but from what I understand, New 52 is no longer in continuity. So yes. Fuck you, yes. Yeah, no, that, it is. New 52 is still in continuity. And, and new, it's weird. New 52 is half and half. Basically, what the DC said what uh, did with Rebirth was okay. We're rebooting this entire thing. Basically, we are keeping the stuff that you liked about New Fifty Two, Shazam, Aquaman, Harley, and we're getting rid of everything that you hated, Batman. Everything Batman related. <laughs> wait, I thought I wait, I thought I thought Batman was like the New Fifty Two is like everyone loved that run. Uh, y- so they liked certain aspects of it. I, uh, I personally hated a good majority of it. It's mainly with the, a lot of the shit that they retconned. I, I think for, for most most of the New 52 Batman still happened. They just don't really reference it a lot. Like, they reference, like, oh, the, the Court of Owls, uh, the, the Year Zero, the Endgame yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, Vows, but, Call of Vows oh, was yeah. a badass arc. Yeah, Court of Owls and Endgame. Def- uh, Endgame I have one issue with, and it's a big one, I, and it's a stupid retcon for trying to make Joker more important than he actually is. The fact that they made it so that uh, they basically gave the implication that whatever the shit happened to him at Ace Chemicals basically turned his blood into a, uh, into the shit that's in Lazarus Pit. I hate. What? I hated that where. What? I hated that where he died. He, he <laughs> died in de- in. Uh, apparently, death in the yeah. Apparently, whatever happened to him in Ace Chemicals, he is now a living Lazarus Pit. <laughs> that, it's so fucking stupid. Was that was that was that Scott Snyder? Was that Scott yeah. Snyder's work? I don't remember. Oh, Scott, uh, it was. Scott, it was I Snyder. Snyder. I did. I. I. Everything of, of your Batman run, I've loved. That is like no. <laughs> that is just like no, man. And, and, and that, that's that, that is that is that is like the equivalent of Tom. That that that's like like Tom King. Like he he has that one problem, and then Tom King just has his one problem. But the all rest of both books are amazing. Yeah. Um. The only, the major thing I have is with the retcons of a lot of the origins. For one. I, I I might be misremembering. I hope I'm misremembering, but I think if I remember correctly, Bruce went through every single Robin from Dick to Damien within the span of like a year, between a year and five. That's dumb. Yeah, it's it's five. It's like five years. Like five years, right? He yeah. went through all all four Robins from Dick to now having Damien in five years. That seems, which shafts I mean, Nightwing's relate which shafts the, the relationship with Nightwing hard. Well, I mean, I guess like it's 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 a thing where obviously you know in in uh, in context of us as fans reading it, it takes you know it can be multiple decades. I, I get that in continuity, it can't take that long, but it just it it that just feels so short to go through four. Like if, say it was two Robins, say it was just. It was just Dick and Jason. I, I five, could buy five that. Year, five years, have Dick for five years, and then once he goes into Robin, like a, a few months, and then he gets Damien. Yeah, but yeah, but like, but like five years for all four. That means Seems he has like Dick for three, Jason for two months, and Tim for like two years before getting Damien. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, it just it just again again I'm 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 sure that change was done to have it make some kind of. The, the, the firmly locked down it making some kind of internal sense in their continuity which again I understand that it just feels weird to yeah. say that in five years I mean that just means Batman's not a very good father thing, which, <laughs> which we, all, we all knew that to begin with but to go through four kids in five years stop giving stop, stop letting this man adopt children for love yeah. of God New 52 was just weird in general because it was trying to copy uh, stuff from the regular, uh, the original uh, timeline, but then also reboot it and give it new origins. Oh, so it's I don't... Like, especially... so, like you, so, like, you have Batgirl who was who was crippled, but it starts with her being not crippled, so it's like, okay... It's not that they retcon you... her be, or It's not that they retcon Killing Joke, because God forbid the fanboys would fucking riot. Um... Hmm. No, they added through like uh, Metal Gear Solid style, like nano machine miracle surgery. She got her legs back. But that that isn't even the problem. The problem is that they continue, like they continue. It's like basically a continuation of the story because pre New Fifty Two, she was still crippled. So it's like, oh yeah, she's not crippled anymore. But this is a completely different universe yeah, where different she's stuff happened. Because she's supposed to be how old in the in the New Fifty Two series? I don't know, I think it's it's still like five years, it's like, it's been five years since she started being Batgirl, I believe. 
So she they they skipped right over Oracle. Damn. Yeah. Well, Oracle did happen, like because she, she was crippled and she was like Oracle with the Birds of Prey during that time. They just skipped over it with her book. Was there a new Fifty Two Birds of Prey series? There was, but it was like other it was like other characters, and there was the Birds of Prey Rebirth series. And they probably lost it two issues. So many of the new Fifty Two issues in the beginning lasted like four issues before they were cancelled. Yeah, uh, which. Uh, but uh, going back to how they wanted to, uh, re- uh, they didn't, the, the biggest issue is they didn't know, they couldn't set their mindsets straight. They didn't know if they wanted to reboot everything or, and change shit or keep some things, but change others. My big, mm. my two biggest retcons then for like, this is what like for, uh, until they, uh, until the, it gets wiped from existence, I will always hate New Fifty Two for this. They retconned and uh, two Batman uh, villain origins: Mister Freeze and Two Face. I'm so glad you didn't say Catwoman. I don't know what they did with Catwoman. Because uh, ori- originally she was a prostitute, so I was really hoping you were going to be like, "Man, I wish you was still a prostitute." <laughs> that a character for me. No, um. Mr. Freeze. Holy. Uh, they do you know what they did with Freeze? Well again, what did what did they do? Um what was his cuz I know like the the origin everyone loves is the one from Batman the animated series. Yeah, with, uh, with his wife. Sub-Zero his wife, is still uh, like a lot uh, there's a big debate like uh, what the ba- uh, best ba- uh, Batman anime feel. I'm always back Mask of the Phantasm. I will argue I'm, Sub-Zero. I will argue Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero is really my problem with Sub-Zero is it it's barely a Batman movie. He's barely it, it's a good movie. But it feels weird calling it a Batman movie where he has maybe 10 minutes of screen time. Although the ending gets me. And I will say, the kind of follow-up to Sub-Zero that they did in the new Batman Adventures, I think it's the biggest fuck-up in the... the, Wait, new uh, Batman Adventures or Batman Beyond? No, new Batman Adventures when they have... Because, you know, when they revamp all the character designs, that canonly takes place after Sub-Zero. And when they what, bring which Mr. one was it with uh, free, the, uh, Freeze's the head on spider legs? Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one, the one in the... But when they have Mr. Freeze come back and he's been in the game... I thought that was in and, Batman and, Beyond, and, then. No, uh, well, there is an episode in Batman Beyond where they have Mr. Freeze again. But in yeah. the... Like, after Sub-Zero, like, Batman... Sub- Mr. Freeze is a villain again, and he has these kind of, like... Like uh, sexy, like sexy girl psychic. Because it turns out Nora left his sorry ass. And and like that is that is that is that is such a slap in the face to that character, especially after Sub Zero. You know what they really should have done is just not have him back again. Yeah, just 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 have a new ice villain. Well, no, you don't even do that. I mean, like just just have him stay up in. The fucking South Pole or where he was. No, his wife's alive. He's happy. He's going to stay in seclusion for the rest of his life because, you know, he knows he did evil shit. I mean, it was, it was to save his wife, but yeah. he did evil shit. So I, that, that to me is still, you know, before we get to the travesty that is shit like Batman and Hardy Quinn, which we don't ever speak of again. Yeah. But, like, that is, that is one of – I mean, like, on the whole, I think the DC Animated Universe, one of the one – of the you know, pound for pound, one of the best things on television. Definitely, can, like Marvel can, can have its cinema. It can have its cinema. We've got our uh, mm. DC's got its animated. It, it's it's like uh, you like in terms in terms of really really big fuck ups they've done. 
you can count on like on like one hand what they are. Yeah. And at the moment, all I can think of is what they did what they did to Mister Freeze. Uh, I've got Batman in my basement. Let's never speak of that ever again. Wait, what? Oh, they, that is without question one of the worst episodes of a cartoon ever made. It's hilarious. Uh, wait, what series? What show is this? Uh, it's it, it, it's an episode of Batman the Animated Series called I've Got Batman in My Basement where a bunch of kids who think they're detective find a knocked out Batman um, who's who's trying to track down the penguin and it ends in a duel where the penguin has a sword umbrella and Batman has a screwdriver. It's as fucking stupid as it sounds. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Is shut it, up, Stefan. I was about to ask, it, so was about to ask is it good kind of stupid? It's yeah, because you're it, like, how is this? How is this oh, real? Stefan, I will, I will accept you liking every bad comic run out there. I will accept that. I will not accept you genuinely enjoying. I've got Batman in my basement. <laughs> that is one step too far, my friend. I mean, it's not good at all, but it's so stupid. Oh, I love it. But okay, it's fucking so terrible. You're saying uh, New Adventures? Uh, that was New Adventures, Batman and Robin for Freeze, right? No, it was what the, I, I, I I call it season. It's Batman Anime Series season four. That's season what volume four. Yeah. Volume I mean, four. That's what I call it. Volume four. I, I I think its official title is the New Batman Adventures. But it's the, if if you buy the mm. DVD set, it's for, it, if yeah, if you buy all the DVD sets, it's for, it's the season that was made. That's the one with the different Superman. art style, right? Yes, it, oh, it's okay. a series they made because they, they did two episodes. They did two seasons of Batman the Animated Series. Then they technically did a third season called the The Adventures of Batman and Robin, and then they did Superman. And then Tim, and then uh, Bruce Tim kind of uh, did a, a design overhaul where all the characters look sleeker. And then um, they wanted to bring back new Batman, and then that's why they redesigned everything to make them fit in better with the Superman show. Mm. Um, yeah, because that was when that that was when uh, World's Finest happened. Uh, again, it's everyone says it, but like, fucking, that is such a better movie than Batman v Superman. It's not even funny. Like, it's not even fucking funny, man. You you so want to know the sad thing with uh, Batman v Superman? Just as I, I, I tried, it, it exists. No, it. I saw it when when it came out in theaters day one. Uh, Snyder, as a director, has one thing that I always always clarify. He is a phenomenal director for popcorn movies. He makes Uh, great movies that you can just turn your brain off, and you should. That's how you should be watching these. Turn your brain off and just enjoy the action. The problem with it is, especially when you go to three-hour legendary cut for Batman v Superman... There's not enough action for it. I would say the difference is that it's Snyder. It's not that he's like a popcorn director. He's a very, very good visual director. He's just not good with storytelling and... Uh, that would be a better writing. way to put it. Because this... Like, I don't mind him mm-hmm. directing. The fact that he was on the creative team, kind of, that's what bugged me. Especially since... A, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, for uh, Batman v Superman... Yeah, like uh, Jeff Johns and another of the DC writers on the creative team, but they went uncredited. Jeff Johns was a producer, but uh, I don't think he he wasn't involved in like scripts until Wonder Woman. Mm. It's because they had I, I forget his name, but they had the Academy Award winning writer of Argo, Chris Terrio. Yes, he wrote Batman, which I'm going to assume it was 
Batman's in like Snyder nope. isn't Snyder isn't classed as a writer, but you know for a fact he had his hands all over that. He's script. credited as a story writer, so I, he still has yeah, involved. Yeah, and the I still like. Uh, I'm glad he left. I'm not, but I'm 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 not happy over the reason why, because Obviously, like when you find it, I find out why it's depressing as hell and fuck. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And it's, I, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't believe when the news broke out, so many people were actually cheering over the situation. Like, that's... I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, yeah, I mean... I mean, it's good that he's, mm. you know, he because he was completely the wrong person to be on the creative team. And not necessarily that is more, I guess it would be more that he was overstepping his bounds into areas that he shouldn't be. Well, he was, he was, if, if you, you know, find out a bit more about, like, his, his beliefs in certain things and, and how he likes to portray things, I don't know. Did you see what, did you see that interview about, like, what if he were to make Batman Begins? Yep. But the thing is with Snyder, it's like, who the fuck gave him Superman? Yeah. Like, he is entirely the wrong person to be tackling the most hopeful, light, like family, I mean, like one of the most family-friendly superheroes of all time. You, you, you say you say this, but Snyder has, for some reason, the most rabid fan base of just it's people because who of, are completely it's, obsessed with him. It's and because they, he did a justice to Frank Miller when he did Three Hundred. I, I don't think I, I don't I, think I haven't it, seen Three Hundred, so I can't say anything. Although he clearly did not do justice to Alan Moore with Watchmen. We'll just leave it at that. I love. I don't care. I love Watchmen. It's Watchmen. It's it's a movie where not having read the source material helps. Yes, yes, I can agree that I saw it. I I saw it before I read the comic. Read the comic. I never watched the movie again. I know. Well, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The, the comic is miles better, but I think what's good is that it's like, it's not really trying to be better. It's, it's a just very... trying to be its own thing. Yeah, I will. I will say though, the you know I've I've said it before, and mild spoilers alert for Watchmen. So, spoiler alert, I think the fact that he removed giant space vagina squid yes. was, a, was a good idea. <laughs> because, because, I mean, like, that, that's the kind of thing that, that that kind of, you know, in a comic book in the 80s, it kind of works. It would be, it would be, like, it would be so fucking goofy to try and put down a movie. That's the kind you of know, childish like, shit that work. 80s comic books in, uh, embraced. <laughs> exactly, you, know, exactly. you would so, never yeah. find that in a cinema right <laughs> these days so i i think just changing it to like a generic bomb was, well, it was, was it was dr man it was like a dr manhattan powered bomb well yeah but like but still like it, it, it's just like a, it's just like a bomb i think it was a was, it was a very smart choice on, on their yeah. behalf i want um, i wonder if that was a david hater uh yeah, because David Hater and somebody, possibly, possibly. Wait, I mean, I'm David sure David Hater was involved in Watchmen. He wrote, he wrote the yeah. script. Oh. He, he, he wrote huh. the script to Watchmen, X Men One and Two. He fought for. Uh, apparently, David Hater says that when writing the original X Men, he fought with the studio to keep Wolverine Canadian. Huh. Apparently, back then the studio was like, "Oh, who gives a shit about Canada? Just make it America." He's like, "No, this is imp- this is an important part." Of of uh, Logan's backstory, he's Canadian. It's a part of who he is. We're going to keep him Canadian. And it's ironic because they were filming in Canada. On, honestly, say what you about X Men Origins Wolverine. I love that one line. Uh, your country needs you, Logan. Screw it. Yeah. So I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian, Bob. Yes, yeah, good line. <laughs> it's a good line. 
one of the yeah, one of two good lines in that movie. What was the other one? When uh, Wade Wilson kills all the people in the room, and he's like, "Okay, bad people, people are, are dead, dead now." now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm not gonna lie, as, as, as especially later in the movie, as, as, how much it throws shit out the window. Uh, I, I enjoyed that o- that opening bit when they're in the like uh, when they're on the mission. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, honestly, origin origins Wolverine isn't that bad for the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Honestly, though, I have to ask you guys, which is worse? What do you classify worse? Origins Wolverine or The Wolverine? Oh, Origins Wolverine, hands down. The Wolverine, I, I yeah, like, the Wolverine's I like the actually Wolverine. a good movie. <laughs> I think, aside from, you know, I will agree with some people that it gets a bit, I mean, this this is a really dumb thing to say, so I apologize, but it gets a bit too comic booky <laughs> when he has to fight the giant silver samurai at the end. Because because for most of I mean that would have I hated what they did with Silver Samurai. I, I mean, hated that. I will be put my hands in here. I have not read. I've read virtually no X Men comic books, so like I don't have I, I, anything that wasn't in the nineties cartoon. I don't have a great yeah. film of reference for. But the fact that the Wolverine <laughs> is is striving for a level of realism that most of the other X Men did not X Men movies did not have. Yeah. And so the fact that you go from this, you know, especially like the the, the um the fight on the on the train. Is is yeah. pretty, it's, you know, it's it's you know, it's, it's still a guy with still like a guy with with claws fighting a ninja on a train, but it's, like it's, it's so cheesy. But like the way it, I mean, like the way it works, like they have to have to wait for their time to jump, and then they're not just like like Spider Man and Doc Ock fighting not on a train, you know? Like it's a bit more realistic. I think to go from that kind of stuff to giant robot samurai, yeah, is a bit goofy in context. Giant robot movie. samurai powered by a one hundred year old man. Yeah, exactly. It's very fucking goofy, but um, I, you know, I like but, it. I think um, uh, the you know, I, I Wolverine. It's it's a so bad it's fun to laugh at movie. I think the Wolverine is genuinely a pretty decent movie. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably have to watch it again. I just remember I used to hate that movie when I first watched it because, uh, uh, especially with Silver Samurai, I guess uh, uh, since you haven't read it, um, it's been a while since I've read it, the closest I can describe it, like the closest um, uh, analogy would probably be um, the relationship of, I guess, I'm trying to think of, actually, Spider-Man and uh, Green Goblin, post-Gwen Stacy. Because okay. Silver Samurai is the one who killed uh, the woman Logan loved. But was there a retcon when you find out Silver Samurai was sleeping with her? Like Norman Osborn was with Gwen Stacy. Yes. Oh, God. What was that? That was in Sin's Past. Uh, why would you do that, Marvel? Why? Why would you allow them to, to shit on the legacy of Gwen Stacy for you dumb fucks? I, I mean, uh, 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 man, there's... Is that better or worse than the time uh, they had MJ dating Tony? She never dated that, Tony. That's, that's I thought worse. that was uh, like a few years ago. They did an issue where it turns out MJ was dating Tony Stark. No, she, she was, she, she was she working. working for him. Oh, okay. I mean, even even then, at this point, Mary Jane is a she's a fully grown adult. She can date who she wants. To to go back in time and imply that that you know uh, high schooler Gwen Stacy. Oh, sleep, was sleeping with Norman Osborn. I'm like, I'm not sure who approved that at Marvel, but no. <laughs> I, apparently, I think it was uh, Straczynski wanted to do a story where it was uh, 
Peter. It was it was Peter's kid, Peter and Gwen's kids. But then Casada's like, no, have it be Norman, and so, and he's like, fine, and so he did it. And now, what everybody... is with Joe Casada making really fucking stupid decisions regarding <laughs> Spider-Man? It's only Spider-Man because he well, makes well, good decisions everywhere what, else. What, what other Spider-Man, decisions like, has nope. he uh, Casada made with the Spider-Man? One oh, the whole day. the whole fucking one more day was his idea again. Oh God, he from, was from one more day. From what I remember, this might be wrong. So if I'm incorrect, please someone correct me. But I'm pretty sure he was recently divorced. Yeah, well, he wasn't. That's a yeah. that was a fake rumor. It was a fake rumor. I gotcha. Well, I guess for for whatever reason, I guess he was he was single at the time, and he was just like, you know what, fucking if if I'm single, I can't relate, I can't relate to Spider Man if he's married. So he needs to be. So single I'm going again. to destroy not just his current marriage, but any other potential relationship he may ever have with the love of his life. It, it wasn't. It, from what I've read, it wasn't uh, because of like his own. I think it was a case of Spider Man can't be relatable if he's married. So we gotta get rid of the marriage and make him like a swinging single. So. Like, so we have to make him like the that. least relatable person on the planet by making him into an a an attractive, physically fit, <laughs> uh, tw- young early twenties, well, uh, su- su- with superpowers and gets all the ladies. Well, yeah, totally that's, relatable. That's the thing, though, because at that point they'd what been married for at least fifteen years. And I'm pretty sure Spider-Man was probably still one of Marvel's highest sellers. Remind me, one more date that was basically a follow-up after uh, the events of Civil War, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'd say by that point, yeah, probably maybe 10, 15 years, probably married for five they, they well, they got married in I think eighty. I think it was like eighty seven. Yeah, it was like the late, the late, like the late eighties that got married. Yeah, it was probably, like the twentieth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, it was twenty years when they got when they got rid of it. Funny, just, uh, funny how a lot of the worst things to come from Marvel actually came from Civil War. Fuck that comic. I, I, I hate <laughs> Civil War comic. It's so bad. And and funnily enough, I think they might be close to undoing one more day soon. Oh, thank God! Because because they're back they're back together in the comics, and they've been doing some hints that there's a new demonic character who's like trying to oh, get Peter. God. So it's like, hmm, I'm interested, <sighs> Nick Spencer. Let's see what you do. Honestly, I have no idea at this point who's pulling the strings on Marvel. I mean, at this point, I, I barely follow anything Nick Spencer does at this point because I just know it's going to lead into a goddamn civil war on the internet. Wait, is it, it is wasn't it, Nick Spencer who, who did uh, he a did, Nazi he did cap? Hydra cap? He did Hydra Cap. Hydra Cap, yep. But that was a that was a good story. Everyone complained and they were like, oh, this, this is like this really terrible decision. But it was a damn good story. It's just such a dumb premise. Not really. I mean, it's like... Or, a, no, it is. No, it's the thought. It's, it's a dumb premise. Every, of every all idea people. is a dumb... Every idea is a dumb premise. Well, no, so Gwen, here's the thing. Gwen Especially... Stacy, Gwen Stacy very, as a spider character is a dumb premise, but that's a damn good story. Oh, no, no. It's an enjoyably... It's, it, it's a cartoonishly dumb premise. But with, uh, with Cap, that's just some stupid, like... You have no sense of what the hell a store, uh, you're doing type of stupid. You're taking Cap, who is written by Jewish writers and making him into a Nazi. At the very least, they should have said uh, something when uh, with all the backlash, they should have said read on. They but did. No, well, th- they, they did. Sh- but- 
they kept silent and wanted to make it a big surprise of everyone fucking knew he was either brainwashed or it was an alternate reality. It wasn't all. Yeah, they, they in the second issue of the book, it literally says this is an alternate reality created by a cosmic cube of what would happen if Steve Rogers grew up with Hydra. And I'm like, okay, let's see how this is. And it was an interesting story. See, I like, hate would... comic books. At the same time, it's... I've gotten I've gotten used to like honestly with comics, I've gotten used to every idea is going to be stupid. Now I'm just going to see like, okay, what do you do with this idea? Is it oh. interesting? Is it fun to read? Actually, going back to one of our original topics, speaking of comic books are stupid, um, I have to <laughs> ask, so what, what, uh, what's a worse treatment of Freeze? Uh, what they did post-Sub-Zero in Season 4 of Animated Series, or what they did to him in New 52? Uh, re- refresh my memory, what was his new origin in 52? So they kept Freeze, same age, about 40s, I think. Nora? They changed her into a late teen, or an late teens, early twenties exotic dancer that was not Freeze's wife, but someone Freeze had an obsession for. They turned him into a perverted, uh, uh, a, a, a stalker of Nora's. Huh. And what what was what was the change to Two Face that you mentioned? Uh, they made him dirty from the beginning. He was a corrupt DA from the very beginning. He was the human. Yeah, they got rid of the white knight aspect. They made him well, then, straight up. Not, he was a corrupt DA from then. the beginning. That's not Two Face because unless unless he has that duality, he's just. I mean, that's that's kind of the issue with uh, Two Face in the Dark Knight. When he becomes quote unquote Two Face, he's really just angry Harvey Dent. He's not really Two Face, but whatever. It's cool. But what? And you forgot the. And then there's the other retcon that was right before Rebirth. Which is, there's actually three Jokers this whole time. Oh, son of a bitch. You want to Wait, talk oh, about... <laughs> oh, yeah, you thought you thought that the Lazarus Pit blood was dumb. Why? You want to explain why? that? Because I don't even understand that shit. This is, why I'm, this is why I'm glad I don't buy DC books currently. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no, no. Be glad you didn't buy New 52. Rebirth and Convergence, they're good. We're, go- we're back in good DC comics now. So there, so there's a story where uh, Batman gets like Batman like goes to see like he puts on he sits in like this magical chair that can. Oh, have is this part everything. of Death of the Family? No, this was like near the end. This was like right before Rebirth, and this is like Batman sits in this magical chair that can answer every question because comics, and he asks, uh, "Who is the like who's the Joker?" And it reveals that it doesn't answer because there are actually three Jokers. One that is like the golden age, uh, one that was like the the killing joke Joker, and then the modern Joker. So, uh, so you so you have the so you basically have uh, the clown, the psycho, no the clown, the the social commentary, and the psycho. So, but I I I just like. Are those three jokers still around now, or when one died, one took up the mantle? There's a there's a story that I th- at the time of this recording, I think in a month or two, there's a story, there's a comic book coming out called Three Jokers that's going to explain what happened, like who like who they are and like what's going on with that. But right again, now, we don't know. Again, you know what's the fun? Oh, I know. I I will concede to you a a dumb premise, if written well, could work out okay. But that is a really dumb fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I'm, I'm interested because it's like it's focused on Batman, Batgirl, and uh, Jason. 
because each of their three have like dealt with them personally because one of them is the one that crippled Barbara one of them is the one that almost killed Jason and then one of them is the one that Bruce has currently been dealing with so I kind of like that idea of like each of the three of them have to deal with their own personal demons with the Joker but what the answer is going to be I'm just kind of DC must be desperate for like honestly I kind of feel that that kind of takes away some of the impact because I mean think about it before then, you would think that, okay, this it's been the same Joker that uh, paralyzed, uh, crippled Barbara, killed Jason, uh, tried to brainwash Gordon twice, uh, killed him, uh, and depending on which continuity, turned him into his kid. Uh, like, it, the, the, the idea that it's all been the same Joker adds more to his... Uh, presence of Jesus Christ, this person is un... It's unfathomable what, um, like, what he's done. Like, he is irrational above all belief. But making them different people kind of just, act more than anything, minimizes the impact of the shit he's done, because it's essentially take everything he's done and split the impact into three. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel as effective anymore. And I didn't even mention the worst of their decisions. Oh, God, what? Doomsday Clock. <laughs> Which one was that? Dude, the, the series that's currently going on right now, that's the sequel to Watchmen. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Watchmen came back. I'm, I I could rant about that forever. It's just oh yeah. The, the, what do you guys? What did you guys think of the? Was that New Fifty Two Flashpoint or like what was it that where uh um Re, DC Rebirth uh the Rebirth, Rebirth. one shot it explains where where it, confer- new, it confirmed that, new, that uh, go ahead go ahead you can uh, explain that, better than me probably that New Fifty Two wasn't created because of Flashpoint it was recreated because Doctor Manhattan did it. And so now they've been slowly building up to why he did it and what's been going on. So now currently in Doomsday Clock, it's, it's Ozymandias and a new Rorschach travel to the DC universe to find Manhattan so they can fix their world. And that's basically what the story's been. And it's – the art is like fucking fantastic. Like, Who's writing like, it? Uh, Jeff Johns. Ah. Okay. Like the the art by Gary Frank is like fantastic, and I love just looking at the detail and seeing how he draws all of the characters. It's just the it, it's the the panel it's it's ba- it's copying like the Watchmen style of like the panels, and they do the most. It's it's the it's the Watchmen store. It's a Watchmen plot inside the DC world. Yeah, it 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 just it it takes a lot of the. Uh, thing like the oomph of watchmen when you're like oh now these characters are just traveling dimensions to the dc universe and they're like interacting with bat rorschach's interacting with batman there's this new character called the mime and marionette who interact with the joker the the comedian is back because reasons and how the hell is the comedian back because manhattan for some reason and it's just it, it, it's because I, I remember I remember the big announcement for like a Watchmen and DC was crossing over was because uh, Batman found the bloody comedian pin, and that and that didn't really lead to anything. It literally just led to Reverse Flash shows up, takes the pin, goes to see Manhattan, gets killed, and that's it. That that's all the wait, pin who, did. wait who got killed? Manhattan or uh... Reverse Flash killed? Reverse <laughs> Flash got killed by Manhattan. 
Because he's like, I can use this to find God. Hi, God. Oh, shit. And that's it. And, that, and that's all that button led to. So did did that storyline ever go anywhere? Or is it still like going? Well, the, the current Doomsday Clock is currently going on right now. I think it's on. It's it's going every other month. So I think this month is issue number seven, and the the fine, issue twelve will be coming out in July of next year. So it's still a long way to go. Oh boy! But basically, what they've said is that they're leading up to Superman in Manhattan having a conversation together, and then something's going to happen at the end that's going to mess up the universe. So it's going to be like, uh oh. Hope you're ready for another reboot. <laughs> I don't. It's not going to be a full-on reboot. It's Manhattan. What? It, like, I, I would not be surprised if Superman meeting Manhattan would lead into a goddamn colossal, colossal celestial cosmic war to reboot DC again. The, the only, the only thing is that Bendis just started his Superman, so he will be twelve issues into that. And Tom King. Oh yeah, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, uh, now that he's on DC, he's working on Superman. Yeah, he's writing Superman and Action Comics right now. So he he'll oh, be nice. like. He'll be only 12 issues into his run by then, and Tom King is going for 100 issues, so that'll be a whole, that. So his run won't be finished until 2020. So th- that's still going to be connected in some way. It's not going to be a full-on reboot. So my, my theory is that I think something that happens in Doomsday Clock is going to affect Tom King's Batman book, but it's not going to be like full-on reboot. Mm. So, Gareth, I have to ask, what would you uh, would you think is worse for what they did? Uh, uh, which one gave Freeze the worst uh, uh, treatment? You know what? Truthfully speaking, probably what they did in the animated series, because that is is taking years of character development and and continuity and shitting on it, versus restarting with a crappier origin mm. I think you know because I mean that's that's not that's not a great origin obviously that's it's a bit of odd I mean to me that that just with stuff like that just screams to me like let's change it for the sake of changing it and let's you know? make it as uh it, it, the thing is it removes any and all sympathy of him it removes and, any I, of all tragedy to the character and and Mr. Freeze is supposed to be one of his most sympathetic villains, so I'm not sure who decided to do that change. But it sounds like they, again, I don't, I don't want to be a dick and say like you know this character doesn't understand this person doesn't understand Mr. Freeze. But it just seems by doing that they've kind of removed one of the core traits of of his character, you know. Since we've been saying a lot of bad things, I want to say some good things about good DC books that are out right now. Uh, the, the the stuff in Superman it started out really dumb, but it's like now that now they could, now that they got rid of all the dumb stuff, they can just focus on the good. Th- I'm, I'm made- sorry, I'm sorry, Stefan, but I I love the the um so uh, you going I, so we've been shitting on some bad uh, DC shit. So I want let's talk about some good ones, and then suddenly your internet starts shitting the bed. That's hilarious. <laughs> your internet doesn't want you to talk about good DC stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to say that the Superman stuff has been really good. It took uh, like they it started off really dumb because they had to be all oh the pre New Fifty Two Superman was actually living in there the whole time, 
and then Re- Reborn happened, but now him and Lois and it's like their family together, and it's actually really enjoyable. Hmm. And stuff Bendis has been doing has been pretty cool. Actually, uh, on the topic of Superman, have you guys seen the new uh, Superman... Uh, I, know, I was about to say Superman Doomsday. That's the old one. The uh, Death of Superman uh, animated? I haven't I, seen it. I've seen I've seen random clips on, on YouTube. Um, I think, generally speaking, the... Uh, DC uh, straight-to-DVD movies are pretty good, but um, I no longer go out of my way to, to watch them. Mm. You know, it's like, yeah. if, I, if I see it, if I can see it somewhere for cheap, I'll pick it up. Um, especially, again, since the I, I mentioned Batman and Hardy Quinn. Um, I'm like, this, this, this series... I, I haven't watched stop. I haven't watched it. How bad are we talking? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Lots of sexualization. I, I remember there isn't there a scene where Harley tries to get it with the Nightwing. Uh, not try. She flat out succeeds. Goddamn! You would have, you would have thought after all the backlash from the terrible terrible prologue, the killing joke, and the pointless uh, sexualization of, of certain characters, that uh, Bruce Tim would have learned his lesson. But um, no. And apparently Bruce Tim was like, "Oh, Batman and Harley Quinn takes place in the DC animated universe." Like the the Batman the animated series universe, like as suppose like uh, like with DC animated universe as in Batman the, Batman animated, the animated series. series. Yeah. Oh he's saying, come he's, on! He's like that's canon, and everyone's like, please no. <laughs> can it can it not be canon? <laughs> Although I guess I guess it being canon means that I guess Swamp Thing is now canon to the DC animated universe. Oh yeah, which is like that. that I I do want to watch it because seeing. Uh, Ivy working with Swamp Thing. Hell yeah. No, that's um she's not she's not working with oh, no, Swamp who, Thing. Who is it she's working with? I forget that character's name, but the actual I guess it's just I'm not sure if if it was a, if it was like a license issue or a rights thing, but like the last couple of DC animated universe movies have just like shoehorned Swamp Thing into everything. I'm not sure I'm not I'm, I like I'm sure. the only one where he actually made sense was the Justice League Dark one, which was fucking phenomenal. That was pretty good. Again, I'm not sure why that was an R. Because it's like, uh, she, I don't understand. I, don't, I I still don't understand why Justice League Dark and Killing Joke were an R, but Batman The Dark Knight Returns was not. Because that, that is probably still the most violent movie mm. they've ever done. I, I think, well, definitely for Justice League Dark, wasn't there a shitload of gore at the beginning? Maybe, but again, like a, a lot of the DC movies, they've, they've gotten away with, but you know what? Um, it's also the, because of uh, ratings changing. Like, when did, uh, um... When did uh, Dark Knight uh, Returns come out? Four years ago, maybe. I was really? like early, early twenty ten. I want to say twenty. Let me check. Ish, no, it was. Yeah, I want. I want to say tw- no. It wasn't. It was um, maybe 2013, 2014. Dark Knight Returns. Uh, part one and two came out different. Film. Uh, part one and part two. Uh, September twenty. Uh, part one came out September twenty twelve. Uh, January twenty thirteen was part two. I know, it, came was... out, it came out around the same time Dark Knight Rises did. That's right. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I concede defeat to you. Um, but I mean, it's just, and again, it's like the original cut of the Wonder Woman movie was R. Really? They tone that, yeah, apparently they had, to, they had to tone that shit down to make it... Wait, uh, uh, the Wonder Woman movie, the live action or the animated? Oh, the uh, animated movie. 
Hmm. Apparently, there was a lot more violence and gore. In that was the, 2009, uh, right? I, 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 maybe. Uh, yeah, I it, was. It, was, it was. That was that was the fourth one they made. Um, I, I lose track of when these ones came out. Yeah. But I, you know what? Wonder Woman has the distinction of, in my opinion, having a 100% success rate when it comes to the movies. Yeah, Both the, the live action and animated one are fucking amazing. Yeah, definitely. Steve Rogers is is a bit more rapey in the uh, in the animated version, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Trevor. That's the one. Sorry, Steve. Steve Trevor is. Uh, Steve Rogers. You do don't don't you say that, Steve Rogers. Damn it, Marvel. Good boy. Uh, yeah, there is there is a scene where Steve Trevor in the animated version tries to get Wonder Woman drunk, so we assume he can have his way with her. But she's just like, I'm a fucking Amazon, you idiot. This shit, like, <laughs> this, 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 like, weak piss of alcohol doesn't affect me in the slightest. I drink this shit before bed. Pretty much, like, it's. Nathan Fillion is Steve Trevor in the animated movie. Ah, uh, Nathan Fillion's just a gem. He's a really, he was a really good uh, Steve Trevor. Uh, you know, I was surprised. Uh, just Leak Doom, uh, he voiced Hal. He did a really good job. Yeah, he's been he's been Green Lantern a few times. Um, he was in Justice League. I want to say there was a and maybe one of the uh, other Green Lantern movies, maybe Emerald Knight. I believe I so. Was let, Steve Trevor. Let me check. In that as well, um, Nathan Fillion. Uh, uh, my my son's been watching Cars three a lot, and I know he plays a character in Cars three. He plays Mister Sterling, who tries to fuck over. Uh, Green Lantern in Death of uh, he's Green Lantern in Death of Superman. Uh, uh, yeah, Sterling in Cars three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he's not a bad guy. Because Cars 3 doesn't really have a villain. He's just kind of a dick. He's the dick guy. Yeah, he plays... Uh, yeah, in all of the recent movies, he seems to be Green Lantern because he was Green Lantern in the uh, New 52 movies. Uh, just League War and Throne of Atlantis. Are you sure? Uh, I'm reading Green Lantern, Throne of Atlantis. Uh, uh, Green Lantern pr- 4, Throne of Atlantis. Let me see if he was for... I'm pretty sure for War it wasn't... Because that did not sound like... Nathan Fillion at all in Justice yeah, League. Um, he, uh, yeah, he is for uh, uh, Hal Jordan uh, in Emerald Knights. Emerald uh, Knights, yeah. And, jo- and Flashpoint Paradox. Uh, let me see, actually... Is Green Lantern, is Green Lantern in Flashpoint Paradox? Uh, yes. Uh, he's, um, well, obviously in the beginning, but also there's a scene, uh, there's, uh, Green Lantern isn't Hal Jordan is. He, uh, He's a fighter pilot. Uh, he dies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone die. I mean, that's not technically anything special, because everyone fucking dies in Flashpoint. Pretty much. That was such a good um, uh, adaptation. The, oh, yeah, like, what would you, th- like you think of the, um, the cop-out they did? Uh, what's the Suicide Squad movie that just came out earlier this year? Oh, uh, Raise Hills. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that one. I've been meaning to watch it because Assault on Arkham was so good. Um, Assault, on, Assault on Arkham is a better Suicide Squad movie than Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, in, there's a clip uh, that kind of spoils it. In, uh, you know how Flashpoint Paradox ends, right? Uh, what yeah. happens to Thon? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thought comes back. It's a direct continuity. Like, it's direct uh, in continuity. It takes place right after Flashpoint Paradox. Uh, Thawne is in, is in uh, the Suicide Squad uh, race hell, and he still has the goddamn gunshot wound, in, like, uh, being <laughs> shot through his fucking head from, uh, from Thomas, uh, saying he basically used the speed force... So this is how he explains it. He is still alive because technically he is using the speed, part force of the speed force to turn the minutes before he dies and extending it. That's He's... cheating. <laughs> reverse Flash all like Reverse Flash never dies. Like anytime he gets killed, he just comes back immediately after. Yeah. Granted, granted, can we please agree that Reverse Flash? Is the shittest name for a villain. <laughs> it's the shittest I mean, name for a villain, but I think he's a cool character. Oh, yeah. He's a cool character, but that is like the laziest. Well, I'm going to be a villain of the Flash. I'm going to invert his color scheme of my costume and then just put reverse in front of his name. It is like the laziest branding of a supervillain I've ever seen. At the very least, life. Zoom's interesting. Professor Zoom. Professor well, no, Zoom's no, no, no. There's two. There's two. There's Professor Zoom, which is still reverse Flash. And uh, Zoom, uh, Hunter's Allman. There's Zoom, which is Earth Two, uh, um, uh, Earth Two, uh, um, main bad speedster. And then there's Professor Zoom, which is Eobard Thon before he became Reverse Flash. But technically, it's a Reverse Flash after he'd already been Reverse Flash. Time travel is stupid. This is why I hate comic books. <laughs> um, uh, let me see though, because actually you're right. I, he, uh, Nathan Fillion voices Green Lantern and Throne of Atlantis, but I don't think he doesn't just like War. He doesn't War because it's I, I. I'm not sure who voiced him in War, but it's a very different voice. Let me check because now uh, I, I am curious about that. I just. Uh, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Who voices Green Lantern in uh, Young Justice? Uh, I'm, you know what? Green Lantern's barely in there, so I'm not... I'm trying to remember. So in Justice League War, it's, it's a guy called Justin Kirk. Voices him in uh, Justice League War. Sounds let me look up Young Justice Greenland. Are we just talking about... Yeah, uh, and Christopher Gorham is the Flash. Uh... Alan Tudyk is Superman. Alan Tudyk was Superman in Justice League War. Yeah. Uh... Alan Tudyk, where's... Oh, I... oh, it's this guy. Um. Oh, he's... Wait, are they making a Doom Patrol movie? Or show? TV show, yeah. Yeah, right now. They're filming. Huh. I think... Who? Who is it? Who is the actor? I think, yeah, Timothy Dalton is in it. Uh, Brendan Fraser is, Brendan... The voice of, is, is the voice of one of the characters, I believe. Let me see. Doom Patrol. Uh, cast and crew. IMDb. Uh, He's Robot Man. Yeah, Cliff Steele. What a name, Robot Man. <laughs> Robot Man. <laughs> um, 
Oh, what were your thoughts on uh, talking about it? like the new? Uh, I classify them as new Fifty Two movies because they're straight up using their designs. Uh, uh, well, yeah, Justice League War is literally the first Justice League New Fifty Two story. Yeah, so War, yeah, Throne of Atlantis, and technically because it's still the same goddamn designs and still the one and they hammer it home actually and uh, even though it's more of a Teen Titans movie and just like versus Teen Titans they follow through with the um uh Wonder Woman Superman pairing so technically every movie they've put out the ba- all the Batman movies and the Justice League movies they're all part of the new 52 series uh, I, you know what I think I think on the whole they've been pretty decent um, I think Justice League War it might be the worst version of Darkseid ever put on, like, a, yes. in a cartoon form. It's, it's such a waste of Steve Bloom. That could be anyone's fucking I'm, voice with, with how heavily they filtered it, but it's, um... I'm not gonna lie. This Darkseid actually made Steppenwolf look good, mostly because at least Steppenwolf <laughs> and, Steppenwolf and ju- in the Justice League movie uh, from last mm. year, at least Steppenwolf had, you know, a bit of character, this I thought was straight up a dark side robot. I love how um, how much of a dick Green Lantern is in Justice League War. <laughs> yes, like his his banter with Batman is um, Batman, is Green fun. Lantern, and the Flash are the best parts of uh, of Justice League War. Yeah, and I like on honestly like the uh, what what's the um, yeah, when uh, Batman and Green Lantern first encounter each other, and uh, um, Batman's just trouncing him on the, uh, like, so what's your power? I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, when, uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, uh, reasoning. I remember they fight each other at one point, uh, and Batman just kicks everyone's ass, and Green Lantern at the end is just like, are we sure this guy's human? <laughs> See, they're pretty good. I uh, Justice Teen Titans versus Justice League is. I only saw it once, and I remember it being okay. But there was a moment where that movie almost made TJ throw up. Wait, which movie? Uh, Teen Titans versus Justice League almost mm. made TJ throw up at the bit where um, like they're on the like the Justice League on the mind control from someone. I guess it was his Raven's father. Uh, I guess Trigon. Yeah, yeah, and um, Superman like jumps on the Flash's foot and breaks his ankle. Oh, yeah! And that, like, literally, I thought TJ was going to puke everywhere. <laughs> that, that, like, that, like, fucked him up. <laughs> that scene, it was hilarious. The only thing I really remember from yeah, the Teen the, Titans movie, the only thing I remember from the Teen Titans movies is uh, Nightwing and uh, Starfire's romance stuff. They were, they did it pretty well. They, they kind of space it out. They don't make a big show of it. I do appreciate that. Lots Except, of se- lots of sexual innuendos. Lots of what? Lots of sexual innuendos. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ju- uh. Definitely. Uh. Justice League versus Teen Titans. Uh. That was definitely a good one. Um. Judas Contract. That was better than I thought it would be. Um. That's what I haven't seen. Um. I'll. It's uh. Have you seen the trailer? Do you know what it's about? I know roughly what it's about, but I haven't really uh, seen it. Um, it's uh, uh, just uh, um, uh, to go, uh, go into it oh, without spoiling sorry, much. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I guess it took me like 10 minutes to find it, but I guess 
uh, how Jordan yeah. Green Lantern in Young Justice is the Bradley Baker. Huh. One, hey. of, one of one of the best voice actors around. So he's pretty much like it, it seems at this point in anything DC does, uh, any in any DC animated thing, he's always someone. Might not he be the same person. He also, but he's always someone. He also voices Wolf in Young Justice. The guy has range. We <laughs> just say that. <laughs> wow, he's one. He's one of the go-to guys to do animal voices. Oh, uh, wasn't he it, Bradley Baker, the voice of uh, Batman in Brave and the Bold? No, that was Diedrich Bater. Ah, that's uh. Um, although D D Bradley Baker, he's done. I think he's done voices for all kinds of stuff. Um, I know um, that in. So as as Stefan said, he's he's known for voice acts. He's known for doing animal voices. I think both he and Frank Welker are the go-to mm. uh, like animal voices. I think Frank Welker is because he's been around for like fifty years. Frank Welker commands a bit more money. So to keep it in DCU. Um, in the Batman Beyond Return of the, Return of the Joker movie, Frank Walker voices the character. I think it, it was called Wolf as well, like just like the kind of like human hy- hyena hybrid huh. type of thing. And then, but when they brought him back for the season one uh, uh, ending, two part ender for Justice League Unlimited season one, where they start traveling through time, when they go to the future and they bring back Joker's gang from um, Return of the Joker. Bradley Baker with voices Wolf because I think just they couldn't um, hmm. they could they couldn't justify paying Frank Walker to come in for two seconds to make <laughs> some noises and then um well um I guess to uh, finish uh, with um a Judas contract I guess uh, going into it to kind of prepare you if you your only experience of Terra and Deathstroke is from the Teen Titans show. It's going to be pretty jarring because it's actually pretty faithful to the comic iterations. Uh, I've I've barely seen the uh, T Titan show, so I really really I really uh, no, you know, because it was it was a thing where like when Teen when the original Teen Titans was on, um, I, I I was going through my phase of I'm fucking too old to be watching cartoons, <laughs> um, but also just just like I I I, st- I watched it a few times and I was also going through this. It, like the animation looked weird, mm. and I guess you know I was a as a kid I didn't I just I didn't like the kind of overly cartoony anime style of animations. I I rarely watched anime as a kid because like the it's such it's such a dumb thing to say that like the over animated like cartoony aspects of animation put me off. But I was a I was a dumb kid. What can I say? But I you know everyone everyone says that you know that first Teen Titans show was real good, although I won't lie, Teen Titans go to the movie made me laugh more than any of the I, movies. Yeah, year. like, that's what, that's why I hear everyone, like, I have issues with the show. I want to give the movie a shot, mostly because I, 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 I really hope DC keeps, holds on to the fucking promise they put out at the end of the, at the end of the credits. Teen Titans go, yeah, Teen Titans go to the movies is legitimately hilarious. I thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, uh, if, if they hold true and we might be actually getting a proper season six for Teen Titans, I'm happy. Just a question of uh, when. Just a question of when. Yeah, it's just a question of when. Um, actually, I guess, so, uh, what did you guys think of Go To The Movies? I know, Pretty funny. Pretty I, funny. I, for, for me, my big thing is I hated the trailers. The trailers really put me off. 
Oh, no, same, same. I thought the trailers they put out um, just focused on, like, uh, like toilet humor, which I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to pay Toilet humor and the very old dead jokes. For for me, I love Deathstroke. He's one of my favorite uh, antagonists in DC. I'm sick and tired of the goddamn jokes regarding Deathstroke and Deadpool. I won't lie that I hated that, that in the trailers. The I thought it was fu- I thought in. it was funny just the fact that DC themselves were making that joke. Like, Fair, but it mean, it was more from the mind, especially with the delivery and all that. It was clear they were making uh, the joke on the side of the audiences who have no idea who the fuck Deathstroke is and think that he's copying Deadpool, even though technically Deadpool was, uh, yeah, Deathstroke was eighty early eighties. He says that. He said he was first. He, see, he says that. And, well, I, I, think, I think, to be to be fair, because Deathstroke, outside of some use in, like, Arrow, Deathstroke, as a, as yeah. a DC villain, hasn't really penetrated the cultural zeitgeist in outside, a way that... And, and outside of maybe Teen Titans, and even then, that was Slate, not Deathstroke. So a, like, lo- a lot like, of people don't actually know that he was actually supposed to be Deathstroke. They just changed the name. Well, yeah, but I mean, also the fact that of you know, just based on how he looks and acts and everything, uh, his literal name is also Slade. Deadpool now, and his name's Slade Wilson. Like exactly. Slade Wilson. Exactly. The, the sad thing is, Deadpool was clear, was legitimately no joke. Marvel even confirmed he was made to make fun of death of Deathstroke. Yeah, and now look at him; he won't shut the fuck up. Honestly, for the longest, for the longest. For the longest time, I used to despise Deadpool just on principle because of all that. Because I thought it was a useless character just made meant to make fun of another character. It wasn't until he actually got good writers and actually gave him a sense of a character of his own. Deadpool's at his best when he's not being a goof, like, just for the sake of being goof, is when he's, like, he's a goof because he's tortured and he has nowhere, nothing Deadpool's else to do. Deadpool's at his best when it's not a Deadpool story. I mean, isn't wasn't Deadpool similar to Wolverine? Where he, it was just meant to be used as a one-off character, but it was so popular they kept on bringing him back. Yeah, kind of. He, I think he came up. It was not necessarily an April Fool's gag, but kind of an April Fool's gag. Of uh, I think it was a, like a D, Marvel trying to make fun of DC as a whole. I don't think no. Well, Deadpool was or, Deadpool I, was basically just Rob Liefeld doing his Rob Liefeld thing and being like, "Here's this guy I created. He's he's totally not a rip off of that that other character." And then he just kind of did it. He made he was just kind of a boring like crazy mercenary. And then other writers came in and they go, they go, "Actually, Deadpool's insane and he can talk. He talks to his head and he can see break the fourth wall." And then people started looking into that and being like, "Okay, what if he's like actually depressed all the time? And what if he like tries to do good but he just can't help it, so he just goes crazy in order to make his mind not be crazy?" And it like actually becomes mm-hmm. interesting and funny. Instead of yeah. like he, that's that's when he's best. Like not when, not when the, when they just kind of throw Deadpool in there just to be the goofy guy who just kind of says goofy things just for no reason. Then that's kind of when he's like not the best. Deadpool Deadpool's great when he has jokes. Now when he is the joke, yeah, basically. Like like drama is something that is like integral to Deadpool. Like that's why I'm glad. Like something like. God. That's what. Yeah, God forbid someone wants to make a dramatic story with the Deadpool because, goddamn, 
Even though, like, there were people who complained about about the first Deadpool movie, saying that it wasn't funny enough, or there was, uh, there weren't, uh, like, there weren't the fact that there weren't jokes uh, every second of the movie. Who the fuck? Who the fuck watched that movie and made those complaints? That movie's nothing but jokes. There was too much drama. And, then that, and that's what's good about Deadpool 2 is that they actually, like, all, like, the dramatic stuff, like, with him and Vanessa, like, th- that that's not played for laughs. Like, that's, like, all real. And, like, the tragicness about the character, like, that's all played for, like, actual drama, which is good because that, would... that's something that the character, like, needs to s- survive. Kind of, I would say in, in context of, of it being a sequel to Deadpool 1, those scenes in Deadpool 2 feel weird because like those types of scenes the first movie would have made fun of. So I'm not saying I'm not saying Deadpool in general can't have serious scenes, but it just felt in context of that. It tonally it felt tonally weird. It felt tonally weird in context of the film series, because again the first movie would have just like shot all over those types of scenes. I think at the same I think the first movie kinda had a overcompensated just to get rid of the stink from X Men Origins. I mean, I mean, I won't, I won't lie. I think, uh, I think Deadpool one is fucking funny as shit. So, you know, well, uh, no complaints me. Comparing the two, which would, uh, which would you uh, say enjoyed better or enjoyed more? Probably Deadpool one, because again, there are a few things in in there are a few script things in Deadpool two that I wouldn't, I won't say I dislike, but um, could have been stronger. And again, I think the the scenes with Vanessa, um, they're on on their own, like if you if you were to isolate those scenes, I think they do well. I think both Ryan Reynolds and uh, Monica Marina Baccarin. Uh, oh, why did I say Monica? Thank you, Marina Baccarin. Do a great job um, in those scenes, but just uh, viewed in it's 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 a weird thing in the context of the Deadpool movie. Where, like it'd be nonstop joke, 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 and then it'll come to a screeching halt for five minutes, where they'll do like a very serious, very like emotionally manipulative sappy scene and then back to joke 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 until we go back to another Vanessa like it's totally there's some issues there um, I also think they, they could have done a bit more with um, uh, Deadpool and Russell's character in in the beginning um, which which I it's like I get why, why they did the things they do in the beginning but it they kind of don't earn the... Wait, who's character? The kid, Russell, you know, the kid, the, the kid, the kid ah. who he's trying to. They kind of don't earn that moment at the end because um, they, it's they such agree. a cop out. That ending is such a it, fucking cop out. It, 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 You know, I won't, I won't argue with that. Um, but uh, I can, I get why they did it. But uh, I think it was kind of worth it though for the uh, the longest death scene in movie history. Yes, I, mean, I think it, the, the, the I think the funniest moment in the whole movie is right before the death scene when they're doing the slow motion running and then it's just tomorrow from Annie playing. <laughs> that gave me the biggest <laughs> laugh of the whole movie. He <laughs> just go the the sun comes out tomorrow. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? There's no one else here. I that love just how me. that was a, a small running joke. That's the type of shit Deadpool's good with. It's just like the, the small, like, the small shit you would never notice, but you need Deadpool to point it out, and you feel like a goddamn idiot that you needed, of all people, 
fucking Deadpool to point it out to you. Also, and I and I I, I like should... Deadpool two a bit more because of I like I like Cable and Domino. So uh, Cable and Domino, I think. Oh, made, Cable and they, Domino they, stole they put the it up. movie. They, they, they put it up like I think make it a little bit better than one for me. How many times think... do I have to tell you? I'm I'm buying bullshit. Luck is not a superpower. Hmm. That entire scene was fucking glorious. The only problem is I hated they wasted Terry Crews. Yeah, I was I was like, no, you can't have Terry <laughs> Crews and then kill him off like that. <laughs> that joke was so good though, and you know we have no, uh, no, Brad Pitt. Brad fucking Pitt Brad Pitt, Pitt his, the Invisible Brad Guy. That was amazing. <laughs> And the I think I think the whole point of the whole part of everyone just fucking dying it was one joke on another and another Brad Pitt being the invisible guy the the um Shatterstar dude actually being a fucking alien was the best part when I was watching it with my friends uh like uh, two, uh my two friends on the on uh uh, when they got to the part where it was actually an alien, we all fucking died at that part. No, I, I laughed because Shatterstar's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I hated the fact that they just wasted Terry Crews. I, I actually noticed, um, everyone seems to be doing this. Uh, they, there were some scenes in Deadpool 2 that were, weren't in the movie. Specifically, the shit with the X-Force. Like, they overplayed them like nothing else, especially, like, the Terry Crews scenes. Uh, what, from, what, what, from what I understand, they did it on purpose. Yeah, they uh, wanted which, to trick which, people. Which, on one hand... Kind of goes back it, into what you were saying uh, in um, the Infinity War podcast with uh, uh, John, Ted, and Derek. How they're, uh, they're doing it specifically because of uh, channels that uh, of people overanalyzing the trailers. Possibly, but I mean, I think on that one, they obviously they, they they wanted to make you think that X Force was a bigger part of the movie, and on one hand, it's like it's it's a funny joke, but on the other hand, I kind of don't like it when when trailers purposely mislead you. Yeah, it's it's you know it's I'm giving you my money, don't dick me around like that. Although the, in the you know, only it, thing would be like it's a bit excusable in for Deadpool two a little bit. But yeah, it's, if, because it's part of the, the joke, joke. Yeah, it's because, part because of the it's, joke. it's done. It's done as a as a joke, which which uh, ultimately is like it's a very funny joke. So I get it. But like just in general, like when traders lie to you like that, I'm like fucking no. How about no, don't do that? And I mean, technically, in the end, there is an X Force that gets together. It's just different people. Yeah. No. I, I will say I I I I, I I'm. I loved it, uh, the whole bit with um. I, I love the fact that they gave Domino more scenes than just the one cinematic trailer shot uh, scene. Like uh, you have the road chase, but you also have uh, uh, her in um, uh, near the end. Like uh, I noticed how uh, Deadpool one kind of did a lot of it in a sort of a lot of the sort of cliched movie tools. Uh, for like the joke, for uh, for sake of the joke being, you know, their overused cliches, but I liked how Deadpool two used them, actually reusing them as using them as proper tools rather than just making fun of the fact that they're cliche. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's more so like yeah, with with Deadpool, it's, there's like all all the action scenes were very small scale because purposefully because they're like we don't have a big a budget. I did I, on this one. It's like they cl- oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no. Then just then the sequel. It's like oh, they have more money, so they can do more stuff. Okay. With I, it. Will, I will I will say that one of the things I like about the Deadpool series is that the uh, the the overall scale is very small. It's not about saving yes. the world or stopping some. Some you know guy from blowing up a city. It's just in the first movie, revenge. He just, he just wants revenge on one person. In Deadpool two, he's just trying to save this one kid. And I I think I am. I've I've said it before in other podcasts we've done, but I'm really getting fatigued of giant battles. That obviously for something like the Avengers, it makes sense because those are supposed to be bigger scale. They're they're but, they're grouping up for a reason. You kind of have which, to justify which, their grouping. Yeah, up. which is part of what, why um, Aquaman doesn't appeal to me. Because even though even though it, it's underwater and we haven't seen that in context of a superhero movie, so you know I give it points for that. But I just do not give a shit anymore about giant like wars. Honestly, the, the Aquaman movies. interests me if only because I uh, Justice the the Justice League movie sold me on Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Oh, I like. He I looks like, like I, I he's like having him. a mm. fucking time of his life. I like him. My man. I, I like him as Aquaman. I just don't want to see a underwater battle sequence last twenty minutes where you can't tell what the fuck's going on. Which I'm, which, I'm, which, I'm just which so uh, far, hoping which... they finally get get rid of the super friend stink that uh, he and Aquaman had. Uh, <laughs> uh, he and Black Manta had. No, what 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 they need to do? I mean, obviously, I love what Jason Momoa was doing, but what they should have done is just gone full on, Brave and the Bold. <laughs> Outrageous! That is still probably my favorite version of Aquaman today. The, the John DiMaggio, like the uh, over the top storyteller version of Aquaman from Brave yeah. and the Bold. Uh, yeah, for for me, I'm kind of back and forth. For me, I I like the idea of this guy who this guy's just. He's not a hero. He's not trying to be. He's just having the fucking time of his life kicking ass. He's not, like, he couldn't care if he uh, dies in a fight. He just wants a fucking fight. My man. Um, uh, I do I do think, it, I think it's funny when you realize that of all the recent superhero movies that come out, Deadpool 2 is like the one of them that doesn't actually have a villain. Because it's like, because like, well, Cable is for the first two thirds, but then he isn't. Uh, Juggernaut becomes like a antagonist, like threat in the final third, but he's not really a villain. Fire Fist is kind of like the villain that they're trying to stop. The main villain of Deadpool Two, it's the guy who runs the um the 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 guy the foster home. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I love the comeuppance he gets. I love the comeuppance he gets. And the thing is, he's not really a character. He's just kind of like an an an, 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 an abstract. Commentary. He's an abstract object that just kind of like stands around and does stuff. Which is why that's True. why I kind I mean, of think yeah, it's so... like like there is obviously like threats and there's like villainous threats. But I do think like in the grand scheme of things, there isn't one singular villain that they have to stop. I mean that's. That's why, in some level, I I, I prefer Deadpool one because I think the uh, the script is a bit cleaner. The motivations that were a bit easier to follow. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like his motivation in Deadpool two, it it's kind of just this vague notion of family, 
which isn't which isn't as as clear or precise as this guy fucked me over. I'm gonna fuck him up, you know. Yeah. Which is which is why I said it again to go back to the Avengers Infinity War thing I did with Johnny. That's why I wish they would have kept uh, Thanos's comic uh, motivation. He just wants to get laid. Everyone can relate to that. <laughs> Honestly, well, no, I, 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 I think what's bit... okay. Go ahead. Some some people some people can relate. Some people can relate to I'm I know better than everyone else, so I'm gonna judge everyone's fate myself. Honestly, they, they just I don't, don't even, want to admit it. I don't even think like that. That I never I didn't get that from Thanos of the I know better than everyone. I think it's the opposite of I don't know if I know knew better than everyone because what I wanted to do it could have worked. It might not have, but we didn't get to see it. I I didn't get to see if it worked. They shot it down, so I don't know if it worked. It's the only thing I have to go on. And because they, you know, they turned it down and shit went foobar, you know, now I'm thinking, what if they went with what I wanted to do? What if they went with my proposal? Would things have been different? I'll never know. And that's like sort of the uh, it's sort of the thing that I believe everyone can relate to. Sort of the um, the what ifs. I saw this video on I think it was movies of Mikey's um, where he went on this this rant not rant sorry he made this video about why he really disliked um, Thanos' character in in Infinity War and he went on the, he went he broke it down mathematically. In the sense that, in, in the sense that, Thanos, spoiler alert for Infinity War, although sure everyone's seen it, fucking two billion dollars, everyone's seen it. Um, when you know Thanos gets to snap his thing, is he wipes out half the, half the world, you know, to help out with resources, according to like using Earth as a like uh, testing point. I think like, Film Theory actually like, did that. It did a video on that too. Yeah, it's like in something like two hundred years, shit will be just as bad as it is now. So like it's ultimately his plan. It's 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 it just delays the inevitable. Exactly, which is why just you know adding more resource. I think the I think um, Josh Brolin was on was on a late night show, and someone asked him was like, "Why did the fans just fucking give everyone more resources?" And I think Josh Brolin's response was just like. Thanos isn't the smartest man around, or something like that. I, I mean, again, like you think you uh, Thanos would do that, but again, that kind of goes into what I was talking about. Like for him, he's so dead set on the what if he doesn't, he can't think of another alternative except, you know, like he has to resolve this what if. What if I was right? Okay, now I have the uh, power to see if I was right, and he's so fixated on that he doesn't think of. Okay, what about any alternatives? To quote, well, te- to well, technically, quote, uh, he, he he does. Well, he does know it's true because he's like, I I killed half the people on this planet and then it prospered. So he's like, now I'll just do that to the whole universe. I mean, yeah, like that's what he's been doing. But again, he's been uh, he's always been doing that uh, to the ultimate goal of just wipe out half of the universal population. But like he's so fixed, been so fixated on that. Uh, the entire time that he's never even stopped to think about a possible alternative. To to quote uh, Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, uh, Thanos <laughs> was so preoccupied about whether he could wipe out half the universe, he didn't stop to think about whether he should. <laughs> 
And uh, I, I think that might be a good point <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to bring this to a close. Unless, um, DC, but did you have anything else you wanted to um, uh, touch upon? I've been talking enough about movies. Uh, on to games. Um, Go for what, it. What, what games have you guys been uh, playing lately? Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man. Since I bought it, nothing but Spider-Man. So, I guess it... Tra- I, I, uh, man, I really wish you... Uh, uh, T- uh, TJ was able to join. Like, uh, it would have been gr- really great to have a, uh, um, because uh, I know TJ's uh, such a big fan of Spider Man. I have to ask you posted this on Twitter. Uh, is it true that during the uh, Civil War promo uh, when you guys went to bat- watch Batman v Superman, he uh, when uh, Spider Man showed up, uh, TJ squeed like a goddamn uh, kid on Christmas. He he violently applauded and cheered, <laughs> which caused the entire cinema to laugh. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> which is that that is my second favorite response to a comic book trailer, um, to someone else's response that I've been with my first my favorite ever response someone's ever given to a comic book trailer. A few years back, um, my uh, I took my dad to go. I want to say I took my dad to see Age of Ultron. It was some, some, maybe it was Doctor Strange, some Marvel movie. And there was a trailer for the Fantastic Four reboot. Um, <laughs> and after, after the trailer, he just turned to me, looked me in the eye, and just went, no. He just went, nope. <laughs> uh, smart. Yeah, but uh, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man is a real fucking fun game. I, mean, I have to ask, how far are you? I am... Overall, I am I, I'm about fifty percent done of the of the completed game. In terms of the story, uh, I think I'm maybe maybe like a third um, of, of the way yeah. through it. Um, he, he he's right. Uh, he's right after a funeral. Yes, That's a, early funeral, in the game. a funeral. A funeral is just okay. After. I'm a little bit ahead. I'm a little bit ahead then because. Yeah. Um, I've been, uh, I've been I've been mostly just doing psych. I typically don't give a shit about side quests, like playing Arkham City or Arkham I, Asylum. I don't give a fuck about the uh, the Riddler shit. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Being Spider Man, I'm like, I wanna I wanna be Spider Man. I completely yeah. That was the uh, and the first thing I immediately did while while I was uh, trying to uh, um, do the map uh, or go through. I was trying to do the bit of the story, but then at certain points I uh, stopped to do. Uh, Backpacks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, all the backpacks. Uh, Com towers, backpacks, uh, black cat stakeouts, and I got all the uh, over the course of the time. I got all the landmarks. Uh, I think the only thing I have left is taking care of the hideout of the hideouts and the yeah. I still got to do those and left. the challenge coins, the challenges for oh uh, yeah. I, I have I I Stefan. That's yet. Taskmaster, isn't it? Like that's. Like, uh... Yeah, it's Taskmaster. Like, as, as soon as I saw the mask, or the, the, um... On that, uh, they don't show the mask, um, I don't think. Or they just show, like, a still Yeah, they, they, yeah, they show the mask image. on a screen. Yeah, like, they just show, like, a still image. Like, that's straight up Taskmaster. Um, but... So, I have the challenge coins and, uh... No, all, uh, hideouts and research stations. I need to do those. But other than that, yeah, the, all the all the challenge stuff essentially, because yeah, I've beaten the game, and I've, yeah, I've gotten all the backpacks, locations, uh, comp towers. I just have to do the hideouts and challenges and research stations. All right, yeah, I, I, um, 
so the part where I'm at, uh, you'll uh, know Stefan, um, uh, train. Okay. Train yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. The, yeah. So you're, you're, you're probably about halfway through the that, story. Yeah. About the halfway point. Um, okay. So Gareth, I have to ask, uh, do you have a feeling that you already know who the secret, uh, uh, the secret, uh, show up villain from the E3 trailer is? Uh, I don't remember what the uh, the one where was. they were on the raft, and then all I... the all the uh, all of Spider Man's villains are breaking out of the raft. Uh, they show up, beat the living shit out of him, and then a see uh, a secret uh, guy who's apparently in charge of everyone uh, shows up, and Spidey goes, "You," and fades to black. Oh, that, yeah, you know, I remember at the time thinking it was either Venom or Dr. Octopus. I thought it was either Goblin or uh, Venom, yeah. And uh, because I've had it spoiled for me, I know exactly who it is, but I won't say in case anyone listening. Well, I mean, I mean, if you if you play the game for 10 minutes, you know exactly who it is. Bullshit, you did, you did not clear the fucking prologue in 10 minutes, unless... Okay, okay, no, no, not 10, but after the prologue, but directly after the prologue, which is like, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes into the game, you know exactly who that final guy ends up being. Okay, I have to ask, because yeah. I have two ideas that seem very likely, and both of them are, is it, would be, is it who I think it is? Is it, I mean, both, is it? Both of them are, well, both, both of them are, I won't say anything, but well, both of them that you're thinking of are people? in the well, there are two. There are two obvious ones that are in the game. Yeah. But as you go through in the game more, it's going to be more and more obvious who it is. Who it is. Okay. Is it going to be a sad one? I don't. I don't know. Like you. 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 You see what happened, but it's like I'll, I'll just say the climax of the game is like one of the best climaxes to a video game I've I've played in a while. It is so goddamn. I. Good. I have to say though. Like, this isn't even going into, because I don't even know if he ends up uh, being the person I'm thinking it, it is. But can I just say that uh, the Spider-Man game has my favorite, uh, it, it uh, tied for my favorite version of uh, Otto. Yeah, the version of Otto is pretty good. Like, he's, uh, like, tied with the Alfred, tied with Alfred Molina. Like, I, uh, because I... No love for Peter McNichol? Uh. Ooh? Sp- spectacular Spider Man, dude. Oh, Spectacular Spider Man! You know what? I was watching Spectacular Spider Man uh, a while back. It's a good show. It had, my problem with it is I couldn't really get into the, and many of the villains. Like, especially even like Doc. Uh, Octavius? Uh, this podcast is over. How dare you insult Spectacular <laughs> Spider Man? Oh, no, no, no. It's great. But my my problem is a lot of the villains all have the same fucking story. Osborne was a dick to them. Now they want now they want to destroy New York. Yeah, think about it. But you don't feel. I mean, you feel for them because Osborne's a fucking dick. But you don't feel for them like you would like. Uh, especially compare compare uh, the auto uh, auto from. Uh, is spectacular Spider-Man to uh, Alfred Molina's Otto in Spider-Man Two, or uh, actually, who voices uh, 
Octavius and um, uh, the, the guy Fire... who plays Rigby. Oh, really? Yeah, and from regular I, show. I, I didn't. I didn't realize that, but then someone pointed it out, and now I listen to the voice. I'm like, that's all I can hear now. I yeah. hear it well, now. Well, well, well. Rig- Rigby voices Otto. in Spider-Man PS4. Yes. <laughs> regular show, Rigby. I yeah. hope there's a scene where Otto has to go stop talking. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, IMDb. <laughs> uh, hold on, I have to see this. I think yeah, oh, uh, the other. People. Uh, yeah, trap. I actually didn't. Yeah, Williams. Uh, Sailor. Salyers. William Sailors. Sailors. Oh shit! I. Okay, now now that I'm hearing it, I I'm seeing it. I hear it. Darren Stop DePaul. <laughs> Darren DePaul. Uh, Reinhardt in Overwatch and Arden in uh, Final Fantasy 15 is JJ. He's a damn good J. Yeah, this is JJ. He's voice. a damn, damn good, good JJ. Uh, and Travis Willingham is Wilson Fisk. I hear that. Oh, cool! Knuckles is Wilson Fisk. And uh, J- uh, Josh Keaton, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, is Electro. Hmm. Although I, I, tr- I tried listening to it. And uh, Josh I Keaton. Yeah, I I couldn't hear. Uh, oh like, shit! Hear, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't hear like his other like kind of voices. So it's like a very different voice. Uh, yeah, and um. I don't uh, recognize any of the other voices that play the other characters. Uh, Jason Spisak is Scorpion. Um, Dwight Schultz. Uh, Fred Tatashore is Rhino. Yeah, but, but but that's obvious. You get him to yeah. play big, ang- big angry guys, especially Russian. Also, can I just say I love the Stan Lee cameo? <laughs> yes, that was amazing. <laughs> Look, I, I love the, the, the Peter MJ romance, I think, is the best that it's ever yes. been in, like... Outside of a comic book, this is the best it's ever been. It's I so loved the fact that it was eight years. We are eight years into sp- him, Pete being Spidey, and, uh, you know, with we get hints of their relationship, but they don't hammer it down. They don't, like, say, like, you know, they bring up that they broke up, they bring up that, you know, there's some uneasy tension, but they don't say it all right at the beginning which I fucking ha- hate it when they do that, but so I mm. thought it was fantastic that they have they, they have great chemistry chemistry because you have to feel like even though they're like they're not together, but it's like clear that they they kind they still both have feelings for each other. But they it's both very, care for each it, other and they work the well. mo the mocap voices the mocap and the voices by Yuri Lowenthal and Laura Bailey really make it like really like make those two like their chemistry work. I'm so not gonna well. lie though, I'm the not gonna lie cap, though. Yeah, the motion cap is pretty good. I'm not going to lie, though. Stefan, did you ever watch Ben 10? I uh, saw some of Ben 10. Ben 10 Alien Force and Ultimate Alien? Uh, I've seen a couple, like, of the various Ben 10s, but I haven't seen, like, all of them. I cannot... I can't play this game without thinking... Uh, like, it, I can't hear Yuri Lowenthal as Spidey, especially with how much of a smartass he is, without thinking of older teenage Ben from, like, Ben 10 Alien Force and Ultimate Alien. I haven't played it, but I know some people joke about uh, Yuri Lowenthal and Laura Bailey are both in Persona Four. So in they Persona about, Four, yeah, yeah. So like, oh, they got they got they're they're, they're a couple in this. They're finally a couple in this game. It reminds me of a joke uh, Clement uh, made of uh, Catherine. What's Catherine? Oh, it's a game where uh, uh, Kanji cheats on uh, Yukari for uh, with Rise. Or, for Sonic fans, it's a game where SBO the Chameleon che- cheats on Cream the Rabbit with Blaze the Cat. How dare you? 
and some of those are also in Persona 5. So it makes it even more confusing. Uh, but yeah, no. So, yeah, this, I definitely have to say, if... If what if it's who I think it is, I'm I'm, go- I'm I've been expecting a real a tearjerker. As soon as I saw uh, the scene where uh, Osborne uh, cuts the funding, yeah, mm. uh, like I immediately I was thinking, please tell me he's not going to go bad. Please tell me he's not going to go bad because you you this is a really likable Octavius. Like I really like him. Well, like, it, it, the, the game the game was written by Christos Gage and Dan Slott, the creators of Superior Spider-Man. They love their Otto Octavius. Well, oh, Spock. Yeah, they 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 love their Spock. <laughs> they they they're gonna put Otto in literally anything they can. So you know, how was be Superior good. Spider-Man? Because honestly, that premise was so stupid. I never followed through to see if it was any good. You know what? To go back to what we were talking about earlier, again, on paper, really, really stupid premise. In execution, in execution, really fucking good book. It is. There, there, there are, like, little problems here and there. Like, like you, you'd think somebody would realize that this Peter is not who he, who he says he is. But outside of that, like, the actual story and, like, following Ock, like, doing his thing as Spider-Man is really good and has a great mm. finale. I'll have to. I'll have to check it then. The end uh, of Superior has one of my favorite like Spider-Man moments of all time when like Goblin is taunting him, and then and then Peter back in his body like goes like, "Yeah, at least I wouldn't be caught and dead wearing a man purse." And Goblin just looks at him, going, "It's you," and he goes, "The one and only." <laughs> that's a great Spider-Man moment. That's like top ten for me. But yeah, like uh, Spider-Man PS4 just does so many things right. Uh, like it's. Uh, I have two ass. Swinging ask. is so good. Yes, yes. Uh, I love like I. I first of all, can I just say I love that the fast travel system is using the fucking subway. Yeah. <laughs> I, never make, used, I never used. I never used. I never use it because I love moving around with the goddamn web swinging. Also, the low it times doesn't are make any the sense why he takes the subway to be quicker than web swinging. I was about but to say they, they clearly have not been in a New York subway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love how just sheer comedic effect, and I love some of those loading screens. Like it's just Spider Man chilling in the goddamn mm-hmm. subway. It's like, hey, <laughs> but uh. Uh, the load times make it much longer than actually traveling there, so yeah, I don't uh, use it much. But uh, it's it's so I love I love New York. My one issue: why can't we go to the fucking Statue of Liberty? Why can't we fucking sw- uh, swim? We could do that in Spider Man too. No, you, you couldn't swim in Spider Man two. You can swim in this game, which is an improvement. In Spider Man two, if you fell in the water, you would instantly just be put back on ground. That's right. That's right. That's right. In this game, you can kind of, like, doggy paddle around the water. Um, I'm trying to uh, think if it's... I think it's after... uh, Yeah, I think it might be uh, a little after you might uh, get there. I loved the small little Easter egg with Mysterio. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Halloween, the Halloween party. The Halloween party. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. No spoilers. Everyone shut up. I have not gotten there yet. (laughs) uh, Is there another thing with Mysterio? uh, No. That you look forward to? Or is that that it? There's like a point. There's like, I think one of the backpacks references Mysterio. Mm. 
And then, yeah, I know what the one you're talking about. Yeah, the, the, I love the little Halloween bit. Because it, it, I love it. It's just so subtly references uh, 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 Spider-Man 2. How you uh, just beat down... Um, uh, it's fucking... I, I love this situation. It's Mysterio robbing a goddamn uh, convenience store. And he punched him once and he's dead. <laughs> With fucking six health bars. I love that. so funny. <laughs> six fucking health bars. Either you're one punch man or fuck Mysterio's pathetic. <laughs> I love the build-up to that because especially this is coming right off of two encounters with him where um, you have the whole scene with with the Statue of Liberty and then you have uh, his little trippy House of Mirrors. Like, Mysterio was so well done in Spider-Man 2. Uh, Actually, what did you you think of um, the the fact that... uh, uh, I don't know, because uh, obviously I haven't finished uh, maybe Stefan could say, but uh, Gareth, what'd you think of the fact that uh, uh, there were more scenes uh, moments of switching control to uh, MJ and uh, even as uh, by the time you found out, um, even to Miles? You know, it's it's a thing where on 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 paper I can understand why from a gameplay perspective they may want to do that in execution like I want to play as fucking Spider-Man. Like I want to swing around. It, it, it's especially the f- the first time you play as MJ. That could have just been a cutscene. Uh, like in, in like, the uh, in the that in the auction house, right? Yes, that could have easily just been a cutscene because essentially I feel they wanted you to be more accustomed to stealth-based approach. So they wanted to give you some time. Eh, I mean, and I also just... liked, I also liked how you could go around, take a uh, have MJ look at each of the, um, each of Fisk's um, trophies and get some interplay from uh, inner monologues from MJ. True, but again, that's 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 not what I that's not personally what I want from a Spider-Man game. Mm. You know, like I don't, I don't think anyone thinks of you know when they hear Spider-Man, thinks stealth. You know, like that's not Spider Man's never been really stealthy. That's why I think I I prefer when I prefer MJ's stealth sections, just because I think Spider Man's stealth controls aren't really the best. Like anytime you're in like the section, you like you gotta like take out the enemies like without being spotted. I feel like the controls aren't aren't really that good for it. Like in the way, yeah. Like I I, like in some of the hideout. Like whenever I go into a hideout, first thing I immediately do is try to stealth my way. And goddamn, it's it's awkward a bit. Like I, I'll say, the combat is more fun than like Arkham combat, but nothing still has still doesn't touch um, uh, Arkham stealth combat. Per, yeah, personally, I think I think combat wise, uh, I think combat wise, Batman still beats it. Just because I feel like the way the way you combo fights together, like the way you combo punches together, is a lot better than Spider Man's uh, like at the free Spider Man's pro. Yeah, Spider-Man's approach of just, like, spam and shoot and, like, try just do it. Yeah, and again, like, I can see around. what you mean. Like, it works for, it works for Spider-Man because he's supposed to be more, like, fast-paced and, like, running around the crazy. But I think overall, in terms of fun, I had, like, a bit more fun with uh, Batman's combat. Hmm. But it made up yeah. for it in, like, the swinging and stuff. Like, swinging, exploration and stuff like that is much better in this game than the Arkham stuff. I do have to ask, did they do anything further with Miles? Yeah, My- Miles gets more to do. 
in the game. Like, you get to play as him a couple times later. Okay. I know, basically, it's... Uh, you have Spidey, you have MJ's Metal Gear, and you have Miles' Watchdogs. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I just want Spider-Man. I think it's good to have those because they're placed enough throughout the game that they don't really feel tiring. And, like, they, they give you a chance to breathe because it's like, okay, I've been playing as Spider-Man for, like, a lot of games. They're going to break like, up the pace. Then, like, for half an hour, you play as MJ or Miles. But do again, this little if... Stuff. if 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 I need a break from playing a Spider-Man, I could just pause the game. Don't fucking make me be Mary Jane, where I can't swing or throw a punch or do anything. That's not what I play Spider-Man game for. Again, I, I get why it's... I, I, I can understand why it's there. I just personally probably wouldn't have done that. I like if that. I, 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 I would say I do... I guess it's one of those cases where it's... I'm... It, is it? Uh, is there any post game stuff to do? I no. believe I believe they're patching in a new game plus feature, and there mm. will be three uh, smaller story uh, DLCs. Yeah. I think the, the first one is about Black Cat. Uh, that's um, paid. There's it's a there, there's a season pass. Uh, for well, yeah, because know, of DLC, yeah, the DLCs. Uh, yeah, yeah, DLC. Yeah. Um, I, th- again, I thought you said free DLC. No, just no. There's three. Oh, three. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed The new game right. plus is going to be free. Yes, and we're not sure when that's dropping. With that, uh, hopefully they will add some. Hopefully, hopefully it takes uh, it takes it doesn't take them as long as it did for God of War. We just got that like a few weeks ago. And again, you know the fact that Insomniac gives you the option to turn off uh, quick time events and puzzles. Fucking game of the year. That's yeah, right. Yeah, fucking year right there. I mean, um, for my first playthrough, I am doing quick time on the puzzle just because I want to experience the whole game. But when that new de- when that new game plus drops down, I will. I am gonna turn. I'm gonna turn those fuckers off straight away because I typically, I typically don't care for um, quick time events in video games and those kind of little puzzle things. So many games have those now that I, I immediately just, like, thought Bioshock and. And like I like I, if, if seeing those puzzles, you immediately think one of two things: if it's done well, Bioshock; if it's done poorly, saw the video game. All, all yeah, I all, all I could think of was Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Um, there's, there's variations of it in the Arkham games and uh, Team and T out of the shadows. You know, so many of these types of games will have these kind of like small little puzzle segments. And again, it's like on one hand. I get something like that though. To me, this makes way more sense for Batman. Like uh, all this shit. Which is surprised. I'm I'm surprised that Spider-Man had more puzzles than any of the Arkham games except Origins. Origins actually got that down. Hmm. I do think it's Origins is the only Arkham game where it actually plays up Batman being a detective. I do think it's night to an extent. I've all, I've always, I think it's what it's weird with it, I'm never I never really care for puzzles in games but for some reason Insomniac always makes me want to play all the puzzles like I actually like get into them and I'm able to figure them out like they make me feel smart <laughs> like like like, like those like the volt like the voltage paths I'm like oh I actually find enjoyment in, like figuring out which which uh, directions I need to put them in in order to get enough voltage. It's it's something small, but it like adds more variety to it, and they don't. Yeah, the, 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 and there the, isn't the, too many of them. 
Yeah, adding in the voltage bit for the puzzles definitely adds an extra layer that uh, makes it go a bit like beyond uh, sort of like the simple tube puzzles from like Bioshock. So out of uh, so other than Spider-Man, what uh, have you guys played any of the recent games that came out this year? No, my, my, my backlog is, is so fucking big of games I have not finished yet that originally I wasn't going to buy Spider-Man. Because I was like, no no fucking new games until I, cause I have so many games. like I can't buy any new games until I've bought, you know, until I've completed, you know, X, X, Y, and Z. Um, the, only, the only reason I bought Spider-Man was because uh, both me and my wife thought it looked good. And so that gave me an excuse to buy it because I'm like, oh, the wife wants to play it. I can buy the game now then. Um, <laughs> and aside, aside from Smash Brothers, because it, as everyone knows, it is a law. If you, own a, if you own a Nintendo console, you are legally obligated to buy Smash Brothers the day it comes out. But aside from Smash Ultimate, I probably won't be getting any new games until I uh, at least make a dent in, in my backlog of yeah. uh, video games. The, on, the only other thing, yeah, Spy, uh, Spider-Man is the first game that I really got this year and played for myself. And then the only other game I'm really know I'm getting for sure is Spyro. Mm. Uh, Spyro's on my list, but again, it's like I still haven't finished the the Insane Trilogy. So like, I really can't justify buying Spyro until like, I finish. There, there are some games I've got last year that I am playing, but then I'm remembering, oh shit, I still have games from three years ago. I still need to. Yeah, play. I've I've still got games from three years ago. But at this it, point, dude, I'm like, I don't care. I'm just gonna. I still get have game, I, I still have fucking PS2 games I haven't finished yet. <laughs> I mean, shit, I, I, I just, for like two years, I had a copy of Lollipop Chainsaw for PS3 sealed. I only finally took it out of its goddamn shrink wrap when I went to Momocon because Suda51 was there and I wanted to get it signed. And I still haven't played it. <laughs> like, oh, the, 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 it's a kind of that, it, it's that funny gamer's block a dilemma of, I have absolutely nothing to play. Stares at collective library of over 1,000 games spanning 10 different consoles. Absolutely nothing to play. Same. And it's, um, it's, it's, at the point it's like I'm just wasting my own money by buying more games. <laughs> it's I like there's so many games that you want, that you're like, I want to play this. I want to play this. Dude. What, and and then you're like two years later, wait, I bought this? Son of a Dude, bitch, how have I just, not played this? Just in just in terms of my PS4, <laughs> I have the um, Uncharted the Uncharted collection, where it's the first three remastered. Mm-hmm. I have I have that. I have South Park Fractured But Whole. I have Doom. I have Mortal Kombat XL. I have Arkham Knight. These are games I have not fucking touched yet. Wow. That I've been sitting on, on my because because. It always, I always fall for this, and this year, this year I'm not gonna do it. I always fall for. I see a good game, like discount it, like oh, I'm gonna fucking play that. It's cheap. I'll buy it now to save me money in the future. And then it sits on my fucking. No, dude, I I did, I did a fucking I did a fucking humble bumble bundle about a few a few uh, weeks ago. And I got like a shitload of uh, of Sega and Capcom games. Yeah, that Sega Cap the Capcom bundle was so good. And so, but that just fucking added like eight more fucking games I need to play, man. I also, I also now need to get a external hard drive because now I filled up my PS4 because I have, I, I bought like, 
like that bundle came with like twelve like full length games. Uh, I still have to. I, you know what? I need to like fucking find a way to freeze time for like <laughs> six months, just so I can stay in my basement and play games nonstop, and then I can I can buy it. Then I can buy some new shit. Yeah, that, that's a hilarious thing. It's like you buy a game what, with the intent to play it. It's like sweet. This game's on sale, especially Steam. Fuck Steam. You see a game on sale uh, uh, for this weekend only. Okay, I'm buying... I'm currently playing through this game. I'll buy it now, and I'll play it next. So, and then... I, and then... You know, by the time you finish the game you're playing, a brand new game just came out, and you want to play it, completely forgetting the game you just bought on sale. Yep. Which, which It's is like why, five years later... It's like months and months later, you're like, wait, like skimming through your library looking for something to play, and you're like, when the fuck did I get these games? That's why I don't have Steam, because I, I would just hate myself even more <laughs> if I just bought so many games on there. I mean, you're, you're saying like you buy, uh, you, uh, uh, you tend to buy uh, games at a discount. That's Steam. And every, like, Steam is devious with that. And that's why I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't do Steam. It'll break me. It'll break I have, me. I think, I have, I think, like, 60, 50 or 60 what... games on Steam, and I've barely touched any of them. Yeah, I have, I have almost, I have a good 250 plus games on my Steam library. I believe I've only finished, like, 50. Goddamn. <laughs> like, there's so many games, like, there's so many games I want to play, but it's like, by the time I... I'm done. The, by the time I have time, I immediately forgot I have that game. And I'm just wondering, what do I have to play? Completely forgetting that I have over a thousand games. The, the good or bad thing about my situation is that games are stupid expensive over here, so I don't buy barely any of them. Yeah, to pick and choose. Yeah, that's why I think, yeah, like, Spider-Man is the only... I'm trying to think of what other games I got this year other than Spider-Man, and I can't think of any. I think I bought the Persona 5 limited edition set that I found uh, someone in my area was selling. But other than that, no, I can't think of any. Because new brand new games are $90, and I, I, Damn, I can't... Damn, Canada I can't. sucks. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't spend that, like, that's why I'm like... That's what I'm ninety dollars, ninety dollars for games, free healthcare. Ninety dollars for games, free healthcare. But then, but then Spyro is only fifty, so I'm like, yes. Uh, but um, yeah, I definitely get I get what you mean, Gareth. Like that that's been my situation. I'm staring at my PS4 collection right now. I currently have my PS4 collection split into three categories. Uh, oops, sorry, just smacked my water bottle with my chair. I bet. Um, I currently have my PS4 collection split up into three categories. Games I've beaten, games I haven't touched but will eventually, and games that I want to get to next. They're pretty even right now. Like, there's a lot of games that I haven't played that I basically have to choose, okay, out of these 20 that I haven't played, what do I want to play next? What do I want to get through first? Replace video games with comic books, and that's literally what my pile is right now on my desk. <laughs> Dude, same. I, I have about, like, 
15 issues of Ninja Turtles I haven't read through yet. I've, I've been, I've been, t- I'm terrible with comics because mostly I've been waiting, I wait for volumes. Hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm terrible with them because for, I, st- and I, at this point I have a feeling you're j- just going to call the podcast over just so I can uh, get, uh, just make me uh, have to read it. I <laughs> still, in the goddamn string grab, have my copy of Batman Hush, like the full collection of the issues, the, the full book. I've had it for like five years, still in the goddamn shrink wrap. It's a damn good book. I think at this point then, because we've been going almost two hours, that is a good point <laughs> for us to end this podcast to make our good friend DC finally go fucking read Batman Hush. Uh, DC, buddy, what, would you like to uh, uh, whore out some of your social media if, uh, so people can follow you? Uh, you can... Find me on Twitter at DC Dungeon Master. Uh, you can find me on YouTube and Twitch. Same name, DC Dungeon Master. Uh, assuming I actually do shit on those. I've, uh, I'm currently in this in the bit of I'm trying to focus on three things at once, so I have to pick and choose which one I want to focus on. Um, uh, primarily, I'm a game designer by trade. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to. Uh, Make games, but I'm also trying to play games and talk about them with other uh, angry nerds that are sometimes happy, but mostly just disappointed that we don't have the newest game. Uh, but yeah, so uh, if you're interested in you know talking about game design, if you're interested in learning about game design, uh, feel free to stop by my Twitter, uh, my YouTube channel, or my... Uh, primarily, I, uh, these days I primarily stream on Twitch at DC Dungeon Master. I'm currently going through a level one run of Final Fantasy 15 and uh, doing some test playthroughs for uh, my Let's Play channel, Daybreak Commentaries. Awesome. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll put uh, we'll put links to all of those in the description. Whether you listen to this on either. Uh, podcast or YouTube, although I guess on the YouTube version this part won't be in there, but okay. Uh, so again, th- thank you so much for joining us, uh, DC. Thank you so much for, for giving us t- as much money as you have to join us for this. It's I, I feel bad about how much money you gave our <laughs> terrible, terrible channel, but uh, thank you so much for your continued support, and uh, hopefully we'll be, we'll be able to do one of these uh, Again, but uh, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of uh, Skype Sanctuary, and uh, goodbye. Bye, everybody. See you guys next time. Assuming they don't kick me out. <laughs> Skype Sanctuary is an FTCR podcast. This episode was produced by Stefan Games Enlisted Bomono. Our theme music is by Sega Sky, and our production artwork is by Carto89. For more information about this show and to download all of our episodes, please visit skypesanctuary.com. Prove you're smarter than a robot. Subscribe and leave a five-star review for this and other FTCR shows on Apple Podcasts. You boob!